0: The following segment is a part of the Neighborhood Reporting Fall 2020 series, a collaboration between City Bureau and Yolokali Arts Reach in Chicago.
1: 26th Street. When you walk through the glass doors of Little Village's beloved discount mall, you're welcomed with mariachi music, Catholic statues, quinceanera dresses, botas, toys, food like La Michoacana, and much more. The discount mall is a retail space with more than 200 immigrant and Mexican-American vendors. It's located in the heart of La Villita. The mall has brought the Little Village community together for almost 30 years.
0: Neighborhoods like Little Village are usually portrayed as violent ghettos to avoid. But if you actually spoke to Little Village residents, you'll find countless people who are happy to be from La Villita. We're happy to be from Little Village, and we're sure other folks from the South Side are also happy of where they're from. The culture they build, the neighbors they love, the food and local businesses their hoods offer. It's what makes a community.
1: Yes, there's violence, but there's also an abundance of love and culture on every block. There's no better display of this than Mexican Independence Day. Every 16th of September, you'll see neighbors driving down the streets, blasting their horns and waving their Mexican flags in cacophonous harmony. This year's Independence Day saw a public forum of community members of all ages in front of the discount mall to oppose the recent sale of the building.
0: As you may or may not know, our beloved discount mall was sold to Novak Construction for $17.5 million in February. Novak's clients include Costco, Whole Foods, Target, Walmart, and CVS. Novak plans to close the discount mall and open a Target. They're willing to take away the livelihood of more than 200 vendors and their families in the community have worked for 20 years. Not only will Novak potentially be erasing an established culturally and historically significant space, it will also speed up gentrification. The Disco Mall has been a staple of the neighborhood since 1991. The youth of the community will not and should not let it go quietly. While we talked about the issue in Little Village with the Disco Mall it's important to know how the vendors are handling the situation. We will be presenting Kokoi Malagon, a Chicago resident for more than 25 years, a mother of two, and the vendor in the discomall of fabulous quinceanera dresses, which she works in partnership with her husband. Kokoi sells every lady's dream dress, whether it's for quince's, prom, or any special event, she works to make that dream come true. While the pandemic has slightly affected her business, The sale of the disco mall and other factors has hurt not just her, but all the vendors. Let's hear what Gokoi has to say about how the situation is being handled.
2: Ah, mira, la historia comienza con, con mentiras. Realmente es una gran mentira. Los vendedores nos enteramos en noviembre del año pasado de una posible venta y nos enteramos por los medios de comunicación. Entonces decidimos juntarnos un grupo de más o menos unas 30 vendedores y fuimos a la oficina de George Cárdenas, le hicimos la pregunta directa ¿qué sabe de la venta del disco Mod? Y puso una cara de sorpresa de, ¿what? Pero nos, nos contestó, no sé de lo que hablan. En realidad no hay ningún proyecto, no hay nada claro. Sus palabras típicas, no hay nada firmado, no hay nada seguro. Entonces dijo, pero si yo supiera que va a haber una venta, seguro que se los hago saber y veríamos cómo trabajaríamos en eso. Pero les aseguro que yo estoy de su lado. Entonces uh, realmente mintió porque en febrero del proxi, del siguiente año se vendió el molde.
0: Wow, just powerful words from Cocoé And now for the English translation. This is what Kokoi said. The story starts with a big lie. The vendors found out last year in November of a possible sale with little communication. This cost roughly 30 vendors of the mall to gather and speak to Alderman Cardenas. In his office, Kokoi says the vendors were straightforward and asked Cardenas, Hey, what do you know about the sale of the discount mall? She described his reaction as surprised, like a forced, what? He answered that he doesn't know what the vendors were talking about, that in reality, there's no project. Kokoi mentioned that he said in his typical words, there's nothing signed, there's nothing sure of, and that if there was a sale, that he'll let the vendors know, and that either way, he's on the vendor's side. Kokoi then ends with, in reality, he lied. Because in February of this year, the mall was sold. And so coming back with what Kokoi said, um, we gotta think about, like, how does it feel being lied to, especially by someone that's supposed to help their neighborhood, you know? Um, a lot of us are usually unaware or, you know, aldermen, you know, that, are like, they run for to become aldermen. You know, a lot of them is just a lot of talk, you know, and not, not a lot of action, and so... Or a lot of false promises. And so, you know, Kokoi also said to me before, she was like, we put him in that position. She's like, we, we didn't know what his intentions were because he said his intentions were that he wants to do things for the community. He said he wants to support the community. He wants Little Village to be Little Village, you know. And so now that we see him, um, you know, someone that we trusted, you know, wholeheartedly, now, do this to us, especially to the vendors it's just it's just crazy, you know
1: it's outrageous how How could someone we trusted to to protect us and to to stand out for us like just betray us like that it's it's a uh, it's a real slap in the face, and I think on top of that, the most egregious uh thing that I heard about this was the two hundred no I'm sorry twenty thousand. A uh, dollar donation from Novak in, to uh, yes. to Cardenas, that and then it was like no one, no one uh, even said anything. You know that was how you gonna expect us to trust him after that. You know, that's that's suspect.
0: It really is, and it's just it's it's honestly very saddening because um, again, like Okoye said, we elected him. You know, or like the community elected him. We put our trust in him and. For him to just like you said like slap us slap slap our faces like that, you know, it's just it's it's just hurtful, you know. It it really is. At this point, it's like, well, we're all going through a pandemic, we're all like, you know, short on money, short on this. It's like he decides to take a take the community, especially the vendors, and their most vulnerable moments. And just take away their livelihoods. Because that's really what he's doing. Especially with that $200,000 donation that Novak gave towards Cárdenas. I read that that donation was towards the community. But I've heard that he, you know, that donation wasn't um, used on the community.
1: Went right in his pocket.
0: I mean, you know, allegedly that's what I'm assuming, you know. um, But especially on these on these times, it's, it's, just, it's just hurtful. And... I mean, even like how 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 this will affect the livelihood of the vendors, you know, a lot of the vendors are migrant workers, not just from Mexico, but other parts in Latin America. Or so I, I remember going once and some of them were from the Middle East. Um, And it, it's just it's just hurtful like to see that because it's like like me coming from, you know, my parents are immigrants and they came here to the U.S. for me so that. I can be born here, and so that I can be considered, you know, a quote-unquote citizen, so that I can have a quote-unquote better life, and, you know, they risk their lives for me, and, and not just me, you know, there's a lot of other, um, you know, people like me that s- this is the same story, and it's like Carden- Cardenas, I'm sure his family, probably, I'm not aware, but his family, or maybe not his parents, but like, you know, um, his grandparents or people from his past, they have to do the same thing. And it's like he's not taking that into account that he is taking away money for peop- from people to provide for their families so that they can live here. And so that their family and whatever um, country they're from, that they can be well off to because, you know, they're paid like two dollars the hour from where they're from or even lower. So it's just it's horrible. And so, you know, I think it's important that we also listen to people from the community, you know? So right now, we're going to transition to Katie. The community has come through for Mexican Independence Day at La Villita, as the event by Juntos por la Villita united community members to dance, sing, draw posters, spread awareness on the issue, and all while preserving the celebration of digital freedom we have as Mexicans. Juntos por la Villita was glad to have the community united and members who care and support the discamal. Katie Bedoya has been an active Little Village resident and who attends Juntos por la Villita's events and is going to share with us her experience and opinions. Let's take a look.
3: I went to the Ijex de la Revolución event on the Mexican Independence Day. And so during that whole event and after, I guess there was like a lot of like reflectioning that I did. And I feel like I wouldn't have expected many, like, adults or, like, elderly people to, like, know what's going on. But I was just, I was really surprised to hear, like, the vendors and to hear, um you know, like, elder folks talking about, you know, what's going on and how, like, they care. And I feel like that's, like, I guess, like, a, a bad misconception of, like, you know, like, younger people like us who I guess sort of feel like, who don't feel confident in telling maybe, like, their parents, you know, like, what's going on because maybe they don't think that they'll listen to us, to, like, someone like us. But I think that's, like, the total opposite because, you know, like, you know, from that whole experience and from, like, a lot of, like, um, going on ever since the whole um, Novak and Little Village situation, you know, they definitely care. I think education is probably, like, the number one tool that we need all of us to understand what's going on and I, I think we also need to be open to listen I think that's also very important and I think events you know like the la Revolución are very very helpful because it just brings us all together to listen to each other and to stay informed with what's going on and I think that's just super super important maybe it might not be the solution to stop to stop gentrification in Little Village but it's probably it, it's like for sure like a step you know, a longer path of, you know, taking this down.
0: I love that. And especially how she ended it, you know, she's like making it clear. This is probably not the solution, but it's part of the solution, you know? And, you know, Katie brings up a good point. Um, You know, she says these events, they bring people together and she, she, she found it surprising that um, elderly folks were there and in support and, they wanted to do something and you know i think that speaks volume because we got to remember um they 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 have jobs to work especially during the pandemic they have to be they have to work you know rent how is rent going to be paid how is food going to be put in the table um a lot of them have families you know and they're taking their time to you know sacrifice some of these you know necessities for themselves and their families because they they know that if maybe they they don't stand their grounds or they go by with silence that you know they're they're basically going to allow them to win you know they're going to allow Cardenas to win and Novak to win and little village won't be what it is
1: it's so refreshing to see that no matter the generation it seems that we're all on the same uh, consensus that we that we should be fighting against um Novak or, or Hilco, you know, it's it's uh it's not an easy fight, of course not, but we're going to we're gonna see like so many uh, like people in opposition and and even people who who are for that, you know. And I think the the biggest takeaway from what she said for me was uh was that we need to educate our people. Like no matter the age, you know, like we need, to, we need to make sure that we all, that we're all on the same page and, and that, we're, uh, that we're together, that we're unified.
0: Even just to think of education as, and to like learn about what gentrification is, you know, we don't even, I think we have to find that out in ourselves once like, not just things started happening in Little Village, but like when we saw things happen in Pilsen, um, we were kind of confused, you know, cause you know, I wasn't raised in Pilsen, I was raised here in Little Village, but I was aware of Pilsen. And I was aware of, like, it's, you know, Mexican culture or Latinx culture. And once I started to see a shift, I was like, what's going on? But, you know, it's like things like that we never learned in our schools. And even just that, like, involving that kind of education into schooling is necessary, especially now. Another thing Katie was happy to share with us is her experience shopping in the disco mall after finding her perfect prom dress and how it made her feel. Let's take a look.
3: Wow, like, you don't understand. Like, I totally fell in love with that. And, like, I have so many good memories with that dress, too. I bought my dress at the discount mall, And then I went to go get my, I think it's called, is it a crochet? Like, the flowers that they have, like, that you have on your wrist. I had that done in in Pilsen. And then I went to go take pictures of the Selena mural. Miss primas and I, we went to go take pictures. Um, in that mural and that just felt oh my gosh it feels like so surreal thinking about it but that was such a it was such a special experience it was almost like wearing my culture on top of me for prom that was it, it was really really special
0: see you know this is what the discount mall you know brings to us you know it just brings memory it brings our culture it brings love. It, it just brings a whole lot of emotions. And I just love how she, she ended that. It was how she said that her wearing the dress specifically from the disco mall was almost like her wearing her culture. And, you know, some some things I didn't in some clips I didn't include. But um, Katie was talking about how even people that didn't know her in school when she went to prom that they were telling her like, oh, I'm like in love with your dress and where you get it and that she looked so pretty and you know this was at a this was at a good moment for katie because she felt very confident already especially with the dress that she had found and so her telling her them like oh i got it from the disco mall and you know that is from my neighborhood and it just it just made it even more special and it's just something important to highlight that the vendors do this to us you know like they bring they bring warmth to our hearts and you know it even like makes brings it to the question like how did this come out? Is culturally important to the buyers?
1: Definitely, you'll you'll never find quinceanera dresses at a Target, you know, like this is this is a, a slice of Mexico that you're that you're getting here in the neighborhood, and it's that's like that's the coolest thing I think, um, I think. I think any community will benefit from having like uh, another another culture other than American culture in in their neighborhood, you know, uh, and not something that's like um, commodified to to sell, you know. Obviously, it's a it's a mall, you know, you're gonna buy stuff, but you know this is this is like people bringing their own heritage um, to share. Julio Onaya, a longtime resident of Little Village and co-founder of the organization Little Village Local, has given a lot of exposure to what's been happening with the discount mall. Since the mall sale to Novak construction has already happened, gentrification seems almost inevitable. Despite the seemingly futile situation, Julio discussed the value of La Vita and gave some advice on where we should be focusing our attention.
4: What well, La Vita means to me, well, you know, coming from uh, coming from Mexico, this really was the only place that we could come, you know, as immigrants. It was the only place that would be inviting uh, enough of us to be able to start a life here in the United States. You know, we uh, we sold everything we had, almost everything we had, you know, just a little bit left over for my parents to retire or they left. We sold everything, came over here. Uh, I got put into the CPA system and, went to uh, Emiliano Zapata, so I, grew, I, I went to school in the Little Village and everything, you know. Uh, it means everything to me, honestly. You know, it's where I grew up. It's where I had my best friends. is It's where I have most of my memories. Even when I lived in the west suburbs, I would bike every day to Little Village after school to hang out with my friends. I was in Little Village, no matter what. And... I just uh, hope that people are able to wake up to the fact that uh, there's a plan, there's plans, there's a schemes behind, you know, what these other men, they don't tell us, you know, they really don't. They could care less because they're lining up their pockets and we're ultimately the ones that have to decide, you know, what happens, but... You know, hopefully next election, the other, the other election isn't that long, we are able to pick someone who really represents the neighborhood, you know, and who will not sell out the neighborhood.
1: When we asked if it's possible to replace the cultural significance that will be lost in the possible closing, he had this to say.
4: Without a doubt, you know, I still believe the spirits, the, the, the energy of, of, you know, what the mall. Is going to me or what will we'll replace i think it'll still live on in, in our memories uh i actually had a co-worker uh, that, uh, yeah this week um he, he had not gone to 26th street for a long time because he had moved out to the suburbs like i worked in the suburbs he come at he came and asked me he's like hey is it true that um they're turning down the mall and i was like yeah it's been sold it's it's probably in the process of you know who knows what because nobody wants to say anything And he's like, well, you know what, I really uh, should should go check it out, you know. So it's lived beyond past, you know, the current residents that are there. There's people that, you know, have gone there from generations, generations, generations. So it'll be a great loss, ultimately, not just to Little Village, but to people who have came and lived in Little Village and have gone beyond just uh, the neighborhood. Julio
1: believes the youth in Little Village are integral in the fight against gentrification in various ways.
4: Uh as I get older and I, and I become part of like the establishment, I'll get older, move on, and these kids, these youth, they will be they will be the establishment, you know. I pray that some of them they go to school, they finish school, you know, and they are able to make changes changes in the neighborhood for a positive um, You know, positive ways. Um, you know, village has one of the highest uh, concentrations of youth in Chicago, if not one of the largest. So we really have to open these conversations up to kids, you know, to make sure they, they're aware of the change and they're able to keep their, you know, their roots here where they grew up. Uh, because if not, we are really in danger of losing everything. Um, our culture, if if we don't have a house, we don't have a life. We don't have nothing.
1: Looking to the future, he believes home ownership is key to saving our hood.
4: See, uh, I've also been thinking about that. It ultimately comes down to people buying property and reinvesting their money back into the neighborhood and letting it circulate in the neighborhood you know if if you want to get something some essential buy from your local grocery store don't go to target but everyone loves target i'm not gonna lie i like going to target i go to target with my partner all the time so i'm guilty of that too so you know we have to really invest in the neighborhood and um keep buying property, uh, tell people not to sell their houses because, um, they will call, they will call and they will try to buy your house and they will try to give you all this money that you will think and you will know that it's going to help you retire. But if you want to come back, guess what? Your house is going to be worth double and you're not going to get it or your property is going to be worth triple. You're not going to get it back because you sold it, you know? So that's, I think, one method of doing that. There's various things. It's not hopeless, you know, the fight against gentrification. It's not something that's over with. It's not something that's like, uh, um, like, can we stop it? Uh, the Like, can we stop it really? It's like a difficult question, you know? It's more like, um, yes, we can't stop it, but are you willing to put in the work to reinvest in your neighborhood? Are you willing to put in the work to open conversations about gentrification in your neighborhood? Because they are really uncomfortable. Like honestly, like it's a really t- touchy subject. You know, when you talk to people, that's, uh, they're really passionate about it. So it's like uh how far are you willing to walk along you know to find you know uh like a common ground where where you can open these conversations without like uh i don't know man like pissing people off and stuff like we had uh, a other man messaged our page a uh, little village local regarding a post that we made uh, about a property that's fetched almost like a million dollars in Pilsen. And I'm pretty sh- um, they probably didn't like that. We really don't care because we don't not, we, a little British local does not answer to politicians. We are not controlled by politicians and we're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna stay quiet, you know, even if the other men don't like us, that's fine. We don't like you either. Get out.
1: Little Village isn't going to change overnight. One target or power plant doesn't mean that there's nothing we as a community can do to stop gentrification. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but if the youth of the neighborhood could put in the work to educate ourselves and, and others we know, if we invest in local businesses or, or property instead of corporations, and, uh, and pick community leaders that, that actually care about us and, and our interests, we'll probably see some change.
0: Oh, for sure, you know, and, you know, even just some things to remember, you know, we should not work hard to leave the hood. We should work hard to love the hood, you know. People want to call our, our, our places hoods. Well, guess what? It, it don't mean nothing to us. Fine. We love our hood, you know. You're going to say it's a bad thing. Well, we're going to say it's a beautiful thing.
1: This segment is part of the Neighborhood Reporting Fall 2020 series, a collaboration between City Bureau and Yolokali's Arts Reach in Chicago. The content was produced by August Abatang, Justin Agrello, Natalie Frazier, and Giovanni Macias. Edited by August Abatang and Giovanni Macias. Special thanks to Kokoy, Katie, and Julio.